speak your word to us. Heal our hearts. Heal our body. Heal our finances. Heal our homes. Speak your peace to each and every one of us. Thank you, glorious Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. I have just 25 minutes. And I'm trusting God for speed. We've been discussing the Holy Spirit. Say to your neighbor, the Holy Spirit. Say the Holy Spirit. Say it again, the Holy Spirit. And I've said to us that Jesus couldn't do without the Holy Spirit while he was on earth doing his ministry. Um, his birth was prophesied by the Spirit of God. He was conceived by the Spirit. We know that, that he was born of a Virgin Mary. The Holy Spirit overshadowed her and Christ was born. Christ was conceived. His birth was announced by the Holy Spirit. When he was baptized, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him in form of a dove and the, Lord, and the voice spoke out and says, and God spoke from heaven, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Jesus was able to do effective ministry while on earth through the help of the Holy Spirit. The fellowship with the Father, the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And when Jesus died, in fact, Jesus was able to withstood the travail and the pains of crucifixion because the Holy Spirit strengthened him. Don't also forget that the Spirit of the Lord led Jesus to the wilderness to fast. And when he returned, the Bible says that he returned to Galilee in the power of the Holy Spirit. Right? He was resurrected by the power of the Holy Spirit. And when he was living, in John chapter 13, which is, which, which is what I would call the valedictory, valedictory night with his disciples. In other words, like the last night that he had, you know, a, 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 a gathering, you know, with, with his disciples. And he said to them, I am going to die. I am going. Um, somebody is going to betray me. He washed the disciples' feet. I gave us the location of Peter. And uh, while he was doing so, Peter, you know, Peter had this special love for Jesus. He said, Master, you are a master now. Why can you be washing my feet? Master said, I have to do so. Because this is an example. If you must uh, lead, you must be able to serve. He said, okay. Uh, and if I don't wash your feet, you cannot be with me. He said, okay, Master, don't also wash the feet alone. Take my hand. Take my head, take my body. John chapter 13, you will see that there. And in John chapter 14, like I said to you last week, I could only have imagined what must have happened in this guy's heart. I haven't been with Jesus. I said to you that they have left all to follow Jesus. They, they were doing different trades. And Jesus beckoned on them, follow me, follow me. I will make you fishers of men. Follow me, follow me, follow me. They left their trade, their craft. Peter, we know, was a fisherman. Luke was a doctor. Matthew was a tax collector. They were just, you know, coming together of different people of questionable character. 
inclusive of Matthew, who was a tax collector. Even up till now, nobody likes, likes tax collectors. If you like them, say amen. <laughs> no wonder Paul says in Romans 13, pay your tax so that the government will not go after you. Okay. So he looked at them. They, they were possibly, wor- possibly worried. And so he looked at them in John, John chapter 14. Let's open our Bibles to John 14. John 14. And the first word that Jesus said to them was, Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. Perhaps you are troubled because I've told you that I'm leaving. But don't worry. I have a plan for you. And as you begin to read further, Jesus said, I am going to pray my father. I am going to make a special request. I'm going to make a plea. If you have have a lawyer in the house, can you raise your hand? Okay, no. When when, when, when When you pray for something, you are making a special request. And Jesus said, I am going to pray, my father. I am going to make a request on your behalf. And he is going to give you the Holy Spirit. Another savior, a comforter, spirit of truth. That to teach you all things, remind you all things. And then we look at, you know, how Amplified Version had expanded the word comforter says, uh, a teacher, a strengthener, uh, he will empower us, uh, he will comfort us, give us peace and all of that. And so in verse 16, verse 15, Jesus says, if you love me, obey me, and I will ask the Father, Let me just open the Amplified Version. Verse 15. I'm reading the Living Bible and then I'll read the Amplified Classic Version. If you love me, obey me and I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter. And he will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit. The Spirit who leads into all truth. The word at large cannot receive him, for it is, isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you do, for he lives with you now and someday shall be in you. Because at that time, Jesus had not been glorified, right? No, I will not abandon you or leave you as orphans in the storm. I will come to you. In just a little while, I will be gone from the world, but I will still be present with you. For I will live again, and you will too. When I come back to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. The one who obeys me is the one who loves me. And because he loves me, my Father will love him, and I will too, and I will reveal myself to him. The classic, uh, the amplified version is put verse 16 this way. 16 and 17. I will ask the Father and he will give you 
another comforter, in brackets, a counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and a standby that he may remain with you forever. Another comforter, a counselor, helper, intercessor. We do not know how to pray or what to pray for, but the Holy Spirit intercedes for us through groanings that we do not understand. Right? Helper, advocate. When you say someone is an advocate, he's pleading on your behalf. A strengthener and stand by. Stand by. That he may remain with you forever. I said to us that when you look at the word comforter in Greek, it's paraclete or paracletus. And it has two words, two Greek words being put together. The para means that uh, uh, the para means someone that is let me look at my Bible so that I don't. Yeah. A para means is alongside. When something is alongside, in other words, it is just by, as you progress, is with you. And the kletos means that when you are called, when something is called to, so when you put those two words together, you can conclude to say that Holy Spirit is called to be alongside with you. So in other words, the primary responsibility of the Holy Spirit is to be with you. So there is no child of God that is without the Holy Spirit. As a matter of fact, the Holy Spirit, as long as you know Jesus, the Holy Spirit is in you and is with you. What happens most of the time is that we don't engage the Holy Spirit. For example, if you, put, if, if, you, if you have a car and you are ready to start a journey and you don't engage the gear, no matter how hard you press the accelerator, the car is not going to move until you engage the car. So the Holy Spirit is always with us. But if we don't engage the Holy Spirit, it's just going to be a stand, it's just going to be on the standby. Waiting for you to make up your mind, waiting for you to have a good and a quality time with him. We see Jesus most of the time, he, he will withdraw from the crowd to spend a good time with the Father. Holy Spirit intercedes for us. Holy Spirit takes the message from the Father, from God, the head, from Godhead, and relates what the heaven is saying to us. But if you don't spend good time with the Holy Spirit, how can the Holy Spirit strengthen you? How can the Holy Spirit comfort you? How can the Holy Spirit intercede for you? Which is why Paul, when closing his letter, will say, And the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So if Jesus could not do without the Holy Spirit, who are you? Not to do with the Holy Spirit. I am going to pray to the Father. And let me say this to you. If we don't engage the Holy Spirit, it's, it's also equal to... Uh, 
we are not responding right to the works of Christ on the cross. Because Jesus had to die before the Holy Spirit was released. Because Jesus said, and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit come upon you. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit. These days, what happens most of the time is, see, I, I, technology is very good though. Sometimes your phone will prompt you that you have spent, go and check your log. Sometimes it will tell you you have spent three hours on Instagram. It happens to me. Just prompt you sometimes. Screen time. Hey, thank you. That's the, you, you. Do you agree with me? Does your phone prompt you? Screen time today. That's the time that your screen was on. Four hours. If you are not working or attending a Zoom meeting, whatever it is that you are doing is a waste of your good time. Amen. So this morning we're just going to ha- let me just remind us of our okay, I've read it. John 14 verse 19 to 23. That's our series text. I think I've read it. John 14, 19 to 23. But let me read it again. In just a little while I'll be gone from the world. But I will still be present with you, for I will leave. For I will leave again, and you will too. When I come back to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. The one who obeys me is the one. And I've, re- I've read that. So. But just write it down. Three text is John 14, verse 19 to 22. This morning, primarily, we're just going to be looking at the expressions of the Holy Spirit in the life of the apostles. And it's, it's, that's ex, that is what is also expected of us also. So that they, if they could do all of this, if the Spirit could make all of this available for them, then it is also available to us. So you can simply put that the expressions of the Holy Spirit in me. The first thing is this. The Holy Spirit gives us power. The Holy Spirit gives us power. Jesus speaking in the heart of Apostles chapter 1 verse 8 says, And you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit come upon you. And you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Somebody say power. When you have the spirit, which you have, you are not powerless. Power to do greater works. Because Jesus says, and greater works shall ye do. It quickens us. You know, it's a personality. John, uh, Act of Apostles, chapter 1, verse 8. And you shall receive power. Power for miraculous acts. Power for healing and deliverance. 
power to set free. Power to lose, power to bind. And you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit come upon you. And you shall be, I thought it was on the screen. And you shall be my witness. Power to witness the gospel. Power. Power, you are not powerless. Number two, boldness. Act of Apostles chapter 4. Verse 1 to 8. I'd like to read that. Boldness. Let me just tell. We know as bold as Peter was. I realize that, of course, the Bible is clever about it. Jesus had told Peter that you are going to deny me. And if I'm just reading the Bible for the first time, I will expect that whatever will make Peter to deny Jesus will be something that is great. Maybe there is an armored tank or uh, a nuclear weapon that is just... The same Peter that cut somebody's... He, I, I, reading through the boldness that he has exemplified or expressed. And Jesus said, you are going to deny me. So I will expect that, oh, okay, it's possible being human. But then again, I will also think that whatever will make this guy, who is as bold as this, you know, doing all sort of things, saying all manner of things. Same Peter that had been with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, he had seen miraculous signs, would be something that is really, really huge. I mean, something that maybe his neck must have been on the line. But then you read the Bible further, and when Jesus was, was arrested and he was being tried and beaten, a little servant girl, said, but I know you, you are, you are, you are, with, you are with me. And he says, no, me, I don't, I, I, I don't know him. The second time, another girl, a girl to tell you how small she possibly must have been, because if she's a lady, the Bible must have said a lady. The first one, a servant girl, qualifying the status of the girl little and then a servant the second time was a girl same Peter denied Jesus three times because he was he was timid I could have thought maybe a spear would be in his neck says deny Jesus maybe AK-47 deny Jesus I said no I don't know him but just, a, Peter could not respond appropriately to a question because of fear. Same Peter. After Peter was restored, Jesus, after resurrection, says, do you still love me? Do you still love me? He says, Master, you know I love you. Don't forget that this same Peter, after Jesus had died, he thought all was finished, and he went to said, guys, me, I'm going back to my trade. Let's go fishing. Jesus appeared to them and Jesus restored Peter. 
He received the Holy Spirit at the upper room. And Peter became bold. When you read Acts of Apostles chapter 4, the same set of people, the Sahandris, the Sadducees, the teachers of the Lord, the priests, who nailed Christ to the cross. You saw Peter standing toe to toe with them. And when you read Acts of Apostles chapter 4, while they were talking to the people, the chief priest, the captain of the temple police, and some of the Sadducees came over to them, very disturbed that Peter and John were claiming that Jesus had risen from the dead, they arrested them. And see, it was already evening, jailed them overnight. But many of the people who had their message believed. They believed. So the number of the, labor, the, 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 number of the believers now reached a new high of about 5,000 men. St. Peter, that's the work of the Holy Spirit in anybody's life. You should remember that in Acts of Apostles chapter 1 or chapter 2, St. Peter stood up and spoke. And on a day, a single day, 3,000 people were added. And in chapter 4, another 5,000. The next day, it happened that the council of all the Jewish leaders was in session in Jerusalem. And as the high priest was there, and Siaphas, John, Alexander, and others of the high priest relatives, so the two disciples were brought in before them. And they asked Peter, By what power or by whose authority have you done this? The council demanded. Then Peter, same Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Honorable leaders and elders of our nation, in other words, honorable men that put my Lord and my master to the cross. If you mean the good deed of the cripple and how he, he was healed, let me clearly state to you and to all the people of Israel that it was done in the name of power of Jesus of Nazareth, the Messiah, the man you crucified. St. Peter that denied Jesus. When the Spirit came upon him, boldness came. Are you afraid? You can stand and face the mountain that stands before you. Be removed and be cast into the sea. That's your assignment. Just believe and everyone will do the rest. You are no longer a slave to fear. Because you are a child of the living God. That sickness will not take your life. You think life is too complex and you are afraid to face it head front? Oh, remember that you can do all things through Christ that gives you strength. It's not a function of you. Just believe. Just believe. The Holy Spirit is a strengthener. Amen. And Peter, in verse 13, when the council saw the boldness of Peter and John and could see that they were obviously uneducated, non-professionals, they were amazed and realized that what and realized what being with Jesus had done for them. And the council could hardly discredit the healing when the man they had healed was standing right there beside them. So they sent them out of the council chamber and conferred amongst themselves. Bold 
boldness. Wisdom. You know, we, the Holy Spirit is a comforter. And one of the expressions of the comforter is that he's going to counsel you. So we looked at a man, the life of a man, Stephen, Stephen, Act of Apostles chapter 6, verse 5 and 8. The Holy Spirit gives wisdom that is beyond the knowledge of men. Act of Apostles chapter 6. I will encourage any Christian, just read Act of Apostles and you'll be good. Act of Apostles chapter 6, verse 5. Don't forget that Stephen was one of the seven vikings that was inducted to serve. In other words, he was an administrator of food distribution. Ad, an administrator of food distribution. The, the apostles at some point feel that they were being distracted from this and all of that. We are not supposed to be serving tables. There's a point. You choose seven men and we will give them that responsibility. So when you read from, when you read verse 5, verse 8, Stephen, the man so full of faith and the Holy Spirit power, did spectacular miracles amongst the people. Stephen, the man so full of faith and Holy Spirit. And at some point, Stephen was confronted with some form of argument when you read chapter 7. Chapter 7. Stephen was able to refute arguments because of the power of the Holy Spirit. You see boldness also at play here. Stephen was stoned. The first martyr actually. They could not even look at his face because when they, when they look at when they look at him, it was the glory of God just beaming out from his face. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. And you see in verse fifty-four, as Stephen was speaking, the Jewish leader was turned to fury by Stephen's accusation and they ground their teeth in rage. The wisdom cut into their heart. Do you know what it means to ground your teeth in rage? Because the word was coming with power and with precision. They couldn't help it. They, they became angry. The word was cutting through, through their mind. Verse 54. But Stephen, 55, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily upward into heaven, gazed steadily upward into heaven, and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at God's right hand. And he told them, look, I see the heavens opened, and Jesus the Messiah standing beside God at his right hand. Then they mocked him, putting their hands over their ears and drowning out his voice with their shouts. And dragged him out of the city to stone him. The official witnesses, the executioner, took off their coats and laid them at the feet of a young man named 
Paul, who became Saul. Let me tell you something. At that day, a seed was sown into Paul's life that one day, you are also going to preach the gospel like this and you will suffer long for the sake of the gospel. And as the murderous stones came hauling at him, Stephen prayed, Lord, receive my spirit. And he fell to his knees, shouting, Lord, don't charge them with this sin. And with that, he rests. Stephen, a man filled with wisdom and the power of God. What happened after the gruesome murder of Stephen was a massive persecution of the Christians in Jerusalem. Jesus had instructed the disciples before now, go ye into the world and preach the gospel. Be my witness in Sabbath. And keep spreading the good news unto the end of the world. Maybe they were too comfortable. And something had to shift for the gospel to move. And wherever the disciples went afterwards, they carried the gospels amongst them. Let me say to you, whatever it is that you are going through right now, it's just for the glory of God. I mean, somebody could have thought that would be the end of all the apostles, or they have killed some of them, one of them, you know, a gruesome mother, and that should discourage everyone from preaching the gospel. But when you... Read the Acts of Apostles chapter 8. Paul was in complete agreement with the killing of Stephen and a great wave of persecution of the believers began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem and everyone except the apostles fled into Judea and Samaria. But some godly Jews came and with great sorrow buried Stephen. Paul was like a wild man going everywhere to devastate the believers, even entering private homes and dragging out men and women alike and jailing them. But the believers who had fled Jerusalem went everywhere. They went everywhere. They went everywhere. Preaching the good news about Jesus. And then came a young man who was also one of the administrators for the food. Philip went to Samaria. And remember Jesus at some point in John chapter 4 had walked through Samaria and met a woman by the well. And he says, what, what do you, you are a Jew, I'm a Samaritan. What have you got to do with me? We are the unacceptable one. We are the rejected one. But guess what? Philip took the good news to Samaria. And the apostles were marveled at the wisdom of Philip. They, had, they could not help it but to go and see. When you read Acts of Apostles chapter 8, you will see. They had to go and see that. What's going on here? These people are the unacceptable one. This tribe, we don't relate with them. But God must do what he will do. His word must be fulfilled. He had said, go ye into the world. Go into Samaria and preach the gospel. Stephen, Philip, a man of insight and revelation. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Philip was an evangelist. 
It teaches the word of God with precision and accuracy. Philip. When you read Acts of Apostles chapter 8 verse 35. Let me read from verse 9. Of course, we know Philip did miraculous things, cast out demons. And in verse 9, a man named Simon had formerly been a sorcerer there for many years. He was a very influential, proud man because of the amazing things he could do. In fact, the Samaritan people often spoke of him as the Messiah, you know, the bad Jesus. But now they believed Philip's message that Jesus was the Messiah and his word concerning the kingdom of God and many men and women were baptized because Philip taught the world with precision, insight. He had great insight and revelation of God's word. So the people could not help but believe the word, believe the gospel. Verse 13. Then Simon himself believed. This same man believed, was baptized, and began following Philip wherever he went and was amazed by the miracles he did. Verse 14. When the apostles back in Jerusalem heard that the people of Samaria had accepted God's message, they went down, they sent down Peter and John. Let me just cut it here. They could not help but let us go and see what is going on in this place. Insights. You want insight? You want wisdom? You want power? Oh, you got to have a sweet fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Sweet fellowship. I realized that one had intention because he wanted to buy the Holy Spirit. At some point, he offered money. You know, he had plenty of money. That's not the way to get Holy Spirit, though. He was rebuked. He said, I have money now. Give me, let me pay you. Give me power too, so that I can lay the hand and continue with my business. You know, he was still a young believer, but he was rebuked. And he says to the apostles, Please pray for me that all that you have said will not happen to me. When you are corrected by the Holy Spirit, do you yield or you become eddy? When you are corrected by someone, do you take correction or you just become stubborn? Take a lesson from Simon. If you read that, I will encourage you to read the whole of chapter 8. the Holy Spirit, it becomes easier for you to yield to God's instruction. In verse 29 of Act of Apostles chapter 8, the Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over 
and walk along beside the chariot. Alright, let me read from verse 26. But as for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, Go over to the road that runs from Jerusalem through the Gaza desert, arriving around noon. So he did. And who should be coming down the road but the treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen. He had, be, he had gone to Jerusalem to worship and was now returning in his chariot, reading aloud from the book of the prophets. Then the Holy Spirit said to Philip, you can see how the Holy Spirit began to lead him, for the sake of kingdom agenda. And he says, go over to the chariots. And you know, I said to us, Philip was a man of great insight and revelation. He could teach the world. And then he met this eunuch and he says, what are you reading? Do you understand? He was reading from the book of In verse 32, the passage of the scripture he had been reading was this. It was led as a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamp is silent before the sharer, so he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. And who can express the wickedness of the people of his generation? For his life is taken from the hurt. The eunuch asked Philip, was Isaiah talking about himself? Or someone else. So Philip began with this same scripture. Philip began with this same scripture. You see, that again makes evangelism, this is just aside, it makes evangelism easier. You didn't have to come f- to him from the unfamiliar. The familiar. This is how far you understand. But let me explain to you. So when you meet someone and you're trying to evangelize, or they're asking you questions, it's good to just begin to explain to them from that position. But let's leave that for another day. So Philip began with the same scripture and then used many others to tell him about Jesus. As they rode along, they came to a small body of water and Enoch said, look, water, what? why can't I be baptized? You can't, Philip, answer. If you believe with all your heart. And Enoch replied, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He stopped the chariot and they went down into the water and Philip baptized him. And when they came up of the water, the Spirit of the Lord cut away Philip and Enoch never saw him again. But when on his way rejoicing, meanwhile, Philip found himself at Azotus in the modern day Philistine. He preached the, gospel, the good news there and in every city along the way, he has traveled as he traveled to Caesarea. This Shinnok became the first African to say this jokingly. Some people will tell us that they discover Africa for us, but no, me, I have discovered Africa in the Bible. A black man from Ethiopia. And I believe in my heart that the gospel spread on towards Nigeria because 
of the power of the Holy Spirit. You see how God ordered the steps of Philip? You see how God began to forward his agenda on heart? And you see how people made themselves available to be used by the Holy Spirit. You just do your part. Be available. Be available. Amen. The last one. Yeah, let me just say the last one because of our time. Holy Spirit empowers us, believers right now, to subdue Satan and his demons. To subdue Satan and his demons. Act of Apostles chapter 4, chapter 13, verse 4 to 12. So then, being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from that port they sailed away to Cyprus. When they arrived, Salamis, the Salamis, they preached the word of God concerning the attainment through Christ. Let me change to New King James Version. Now, I'm reading, I'm in verse 6. Now, when they had gone through the island of Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew, whose name was Bar-Jesus, who was with the proconsul, Sergius Paulus, an intelligent man. The man called for Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God, but hailed him as a sorcerer, for his name is translated. We stood then. Seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. Then Saul also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit. Looked intently. Looked intently. At him and said, Oh, full of all deceits and all fraud, you son of the devil. You enemy of all righteousness, you will not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord. And now indeed, the hand of the Lord is upon you and you shall be blind. Nothing seeing the sun for a time and immediately a dark mist fell on him and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Then the proconsul believed when he saw what had been done been astonished at the teaching of the Lord. This man was standing in the way. He wanted to make himself a mountain before God's people. Of course, they were filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And they looked at him. I hope you're going to tell whatever is standing in your way this morning. Intently and says, you don't belong in this place. And they looked at him intently and they said to him you
the Holy Spirit gives believers power to subdue nations and kingdoms for Jesus. Someone is asking, how do I receive the Holy Spirit? Test for him. Test for him, I beg your pardon. Test for him. Jesus teaching on the mountain says, blessed are they who test and hunger after righteousness and they shall be filled. Test for him. Test for him. And then ask him by faith. Ask him by faith. Ask him by faith. Luke 11 verse 13. The book of Luke chapter 11 verse 13. Jesus speaking here. Luke 11 verse 13. And even sinful persons like yourself give children what they need. Don't you realize that your heavenly father will do at least as much and give the Holy Spirit to those who ask for him. It's not so difficult. You must test for him and you must ask the father by faith and you shall be filled with the Holy Spirit. I ask you this morning what are you giving up today to receive the Holy Spirit are you willing to give up all your worries all your concerns all your sinful life to receive the Spirit of the Father what are you willing to give up or give away for the Holy Spirit to have expression in your life. I want more of you. You know, we can't have enough of the Father. I want more of you, Jesus. The more I know you, yes, the more I Persevering, therefore, we will bear fruits. Lord, let your word find a good ground in our hearts. Let it grow. 
for someone that is asking you, is, she is thirsty, is thirsty for your infilling. I ask, dear Lord, that you feel, you feel such individuals right now with your spirits in the mighty name of Jesus. For someone that is afraid, fear has gone. Because the Lord has not given you the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. For someone that you need strength, you are strengthened today. For someone that needs to be comforted, or you are standing in the gap for someone that needs comfort, you are comforted today. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that the Holy Spirit will begin to find ex- expression in our lives, in our homes, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, glorious Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. 